evening. Well, uh, it's our privilege to have Pastors Kevin and Susan amongst us at this time. And, um, and they've offered to be available, uh, you know, to bring their gifts and their gracings. And, you know, they've got such a heart for prayer. And so prayer school, uh, they're going to lead tonight and they're going to lead other nights. And so I know you're going to be really, really blessed. And they're really going to impart something to you, you know. And with their giftings, you need to really take hold of their giftings, yeah? So you receive that anointing to pray. And uh, Alan and I are upstairs doing Accelerate, so I'm going to leave you with Kevin and Susan. Okay. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay, good. Everybody's gathered in. Honey, can we move our little chairs then? Would you mind? We're just going to sit here and... Did you guys bring your Bibles? Okay. We're going to just teach maybe a little bit to get us all kind of on the same page because it's prayer school. And then um, kind of from there, we'll jump in and pray. And I'm really happy Pastor Matt's here as well. Did I see Pastor Julie as well? Yeah, good. Praise the Lord. I like old times. We love praying with them and whatever. Um, Thank you, Lord. I have some things kind of in my heart, but um, I think the direction will go to pray tonight. But if we can go to Isaiah chapter 40. And um, in the times that we're here, um, what we'll do is spend a little bit of time just sharing from the word. And maybe sometimes it might be reading some prophecies and commenting or I don't know, whatever. But to give us a little bit of a basis from which to pray. Because, you know, the Bible makes it plain to us that faith comes where the will of God is known. And so the foundation of a successful and strong prayer life is going to be a strong word life. So without the word of God to ground you and to base you and to have that solid footing from which to pray, you'll find um, that your prayers won't, they won't be able to carry much and and you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to pray from a place of faith and victory. And so, um, you know, we want to always be mindful that when we come to pray and there's different kinds of prayer and really, um, probably the emphasis and the strength when we talk about prayer school and corporate prayer is going to really be spirit led. And that's one of the things that we're strong in. It's one of the things that we've been schooled in and kind of what we carry. And by spirit led prayer, just so you know, um, I mean kind of getting out of our heads and over into our hearts and letting the Holy spirit really direct where we're going to pray. Okay. So I can't necessarily say every time that we're together, we're going to pray about this or that. So I just like to kind of keep it general. But I I believe strongly that the way the Lord is going to use our corporate times together. Now, when Pastor Alan and Clearly, their focus may be a little different, and that's good because lots of things will be covered then. But when we're praying together, um, I believe very much that... um, I believe very much in this work in this church and the impact that this church is to have has already have and is to continue to have. And one of the things that was strong in my heart this afternoon and just listening to the service, how many of you were in church this morning? Were you here this morning? 
And, um, you know, the emphasis was kind of that mission, you know, and we're ascending church. But in order for a church to send, the base has to be strong. In order for that which is to come out of here to be effective and to be launched the way that it should be launched, this has to remain strong. It has to remain solid. And so it's important that um, as congregants, as people that are here, we're joined to this work. This is where God's called us to be at this time, that we continue to pray into what God is doing here. That the foundation, you know, when a foundation's laid and the foundation has been laid well here. And it's so cool to me that the founding, the foundational people are here, you know, Pastor Matt and Julie. But the foundation's been, been well laid and Pastor Alan and Claire are here to build on that foundation. And so the building, as the b- building continues, um, we want the building to be strong, And it is strong, but we want it to continue to be strong so that everything that's to come out of here and all that world harvest, there's something so strong in me now, how vital this work is to what the Lord is doing in the UK. It really is vital. And if you look at things just from a natural perspective, you know, our view will be skewed and we won't really appreciate or value what it is that we have here. But if we hook up with the Lord and we get his heart and we see the purpose for which this church was birthed and it is far reaching, then, um, there, I guess there's that sense of there, there could be that sense of urgency to continue to guard what it is. The Lord, the Lord has laid here. Okay. Okay. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 40, sorry. And then verse 3, are you guys with me? And I'll read from King James. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. I want you to understand as we go to pray tonight that prayer is a partnership. Okay? Prayer is a partnership. And God does need you. We need God, and you know, prayer originates with God. It comes from his heart. And so we, we work on getting our heart in line with him and positioning ourselves to kind of like cut the static out and be able to hear where it is he's wanting us to pray. He's the intercessor. He's the great intercessor, but he uses us to make intercession. Does that make sense? So he flows through us. And the scripture lets us know that there is a way of the Lord. Now, we know that Jesus finished. He did a finished work, a complete work. He won the victory, didn't he? But we're here to enforce that. God has a way. There is a way of the Lord. There is a plan that God has. And he's made us partners with him in that plan. And as we, you know, as we pray... God uses us to pray out his plans and his purposes so that the building can take place. Okay. Everything that he wants to do. When we talk about the building, that's what we're talking about. His plans. You know, remember how the scripture tells us that the Lord said, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. That's God's word. And you know what? 
That's what he's working to build. Jesus said that we're to pray that God's will would be done on the earth as it is in heaven. God is wanting to build his kingdom here. And he works through us, okay? So it says, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. When? When the highway is built. When the highway is built, God gets glory because he is able to access and invade nations the way he wants to. There's a move There's a way that God wants to move in the UK and the UK is very strategic to the end time missionary move. And so what we're a part of here, and I really want you to grab this. It's really vital. You're so vital to the plan of God being fulfilled to those that are on the mission field now, but those that are to be launched and to be sent those that are to be trained and to to be raised up. And prayer makes a way when there seems to be no way. Now, the scripture tells us that through that voice crying, through a voice, and where does that voice come? It comes, it's released through people, isn't it? So how are people born again? We have to share. What does the Bible say? How can people hear unless somebody preaches to them? God made this divine partnership. He chose to work through you and I. He works through us to preach his word. He works through us to bring the salvation message to people. And he works through us through prayer to build, to build the structure for his church to be strong, for the body to be strong and to do the work of God. Okay. He's building through us and he builds through our prayers. And so when a highway is going to be built, what has to happen before the highway can be built? A foundation has to be laid. So if there are mountains, they have to be brought low. If there are valleys, low places, they have to be filled in. Crooked places have to be straightened out. Rough places have to be made smooth for highways to be built. Highways expedite the plan of God. When there aren't highways built, progress is slowed down. And what we see in the church age is that from the time the church was born, there's to be an acceleration of the work of God being done in the earth. And the more we yield ourselves to pray, the more we hook up with God and allow him to pray out his plans and purposes through us, the quicker his word moves. It speeds on and spreads rapidly. So let's turn over to Second Thessalonians, and then we're going to spend some time praying. And Pastor Matt, Julie, if you guys have anything to share, obviously Kevin, of course. Thank you, Lord. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. And I'll read from the Amplified. It says this, Furthermore, brethren, do pray for us. What are we to do? What are we to do? Pray. That the word of the Lord may speed on and spread rapidly and run its course. 
and be glorified, extolled, and triumph, even as it is done with you. Okay? And so Paul said, pray for us. Pray for us that the word of the Lord would speed on. So if we don't pray, the word of the Lord is slowed down. That's what's inferred. Right? So there's a lot of work to be done, isn't there? Do you know a lot of people that don't know the Lord right now? People that need to be reached with Jesus. Does this city need to be changed? And the nation and the nations. What about people who are in the body of Christ? Do you know Christians who are struggling in their walk with the Lord, who don't know what it is that God has called them to do? They're struggling to find their identity and what it is the Lord would do. You know, churches where their voice and their reach needs to be strengthened and increased. When these things happen, the word of the Lord speeds on and it spreads rapidly. And you are such a key to this. And so as just to kind of lay a foundation, as we come together to pray, when we're praying, if you could see in the spirit, we're working on the highway. Every time we come together, we're working on the highway. We're working on the landscape. Sometimes the terrain, spiritually speaking, has to be changed before things can be built. First things have to come first, right? So for a structure to be built that's going to endure, the foundation has to be laid first. And so through prayer, prayer fuels what it is that God's doing. And so if we want to see God move more, then we need to give him something to work with because he works through us. Right? Praise the Lord. Pastor Matt, you have anything? Yeah. You have anything, honey? Julie, you got anything? Yeah. Nope. Can you come up here? Yeah. Are you guys ready to pray? I think Pastor Alan and Claire now last week talked about corporate prayer. And so when we come together to pray today, your, um, or this evening, your prayer supply is really important. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of, I'll scooch back, so I'm kind of more back there. But what I'd really like for you guys to do is everybody to kind of come up and we'll gather around and we'll pray. And the power of corporate prayer is that we're going to hook up, that there's a leader, we'll be leading is to get in and flow with the leader. And it's kind of like, you know how a river, when it's moving swiftly, has a current. And if you try and go upstream, it's really hard, isn't it? You're fighting kind of to get upstream. You're fighting against the current. What we want to do is not try and do our own thing and fight against the current, but we want to find where the Holy Ghost moving in prayer, and we want to jump in there with him. Okay? And we just want to move with him. So however he moves... Can we just respond with them and move tonight? And you know what? You have the same Holy Ghost I do. So you can pick up on that same way he's moving. And we're just going to jump in together. So we're not going to be praying in different parts of the room. And we're not going to be praying about different things. We're going to stay focused on where the Holy Ghost is taking us. So that the supply that's in you, the Spirit, it's all going to come together. And the Bible says it's going to make tremendous power available. And what's cool about corporate prayer is that, you know, there are aspects to the plan of God, to the highways that are being built that can't be tackled just in our own praying alone. Sometimes it really takes corporate prayer to get the job done, right? So these times of corporate prayer, I just encourage you, please keep coming back so we can get the work done.
Let's get the work done. Let's see the work. And I'm telling you, you're walking out what's been prayed out years before. We don't ever want to get to a place where we come to the end of what's been prayed and there's no more roadway to walk on. It'll halt progress, right? So the more we pray, the more we're laying that way so that we can get, we can, we can keep walking and moving, right? Does that make sense? All right. Praise the Lord. So we're going to pray then. Praise the Lord. I'm going to probably kind of sit a little bit. And I'll need my water and my tissue. And then we've got another. Hey, Julie, if you have something, they told me the females need to use this one. And then the guys can use that one because, yeah, there's a female male mic only because of how it picks up, I guess, like quality, voice qualities, like the bass and treble and all that. All right. Praise the Lord. Um, if you guys want to pull up chairs, I suppose that's fine, too, you know, to be comfortable. But let's. Don't be shy, but can we come really close so that we can hear one another and all of that? Come closer. Close up, people. Come on now. (laughs) Come closer. You know what? I'm so appreciative that you're here. You guys, you carry something vital. So don't be shy with what you have, you know, and just kind of protocol. Make sure that you can hear whoever is leading and make sure that you can hear people around you. Be mindful You know, sometimes we get really excited about what we're praying about, and that's great. I want your heart to be in it. But don't ever get so loud that other people can't hear the leader. Does that make sense? But then don't be so quiet that we can't hear you either. Okay? We need to hear you. We want want you to release what's on the inside of you because it's important to where we're going. Okay? I just uh, want to share uh, a passage, some passages of scripture with you. Can you please turn to Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 10, verse The NIV translation um, says, um, a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. Another translation says, um, evil is the spot of the wicked. And it's very important um, to make note of that because, especially with everything that's going on, there is the Olympic fever going on in the nation. And if evil is the spot of the wicked, then what is the spot of the righteous? If you can turn with me again to Psalm, Psalm 119, 118 verse 19. Psalm 118, verse 19, the NIV translation says, um, Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I give you thanks for you answered me, for you have become my salvation. Um, I just like, I want to suggest to you that the, the, the spot of the righteous, 
the spot of the righteous is uh, prayer. Well, there is the spot of the righteous, and one of the spots of the righteous is prayer. So it's just to encourage you again to take what has been done here seriously. You have got to be serious about what you do um, in this sanctuary, in this church, and about what you do with what is given to you by the leaders of the church. So it is very important that when we engage in our sports, we make sure we engage in our sport the right way. And I just want to suggest to you that prayer is one of the sports of, of the righteous. It's one of the racket. I call it one of the racket sports of the righteous. And if we do it, there are certain things that are available to us. And lastly, I just want to ask you to turn to Psalm 24. And I'll give you the verse in a minute. I, just don't, I haven't got the scriptures ready because I wasn't ready for this. Psalm 24, and we'll go to verse uh, 7. It says, lift up your, he- your heads, all you gates. As, you, as I read this, bear in mind that you, Christ is in you. Christ, you. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you're born again, you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. So it says here, lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. The king of glory is in you. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord almighty. He is the king of glory. So you have strength and power as you open the gates through prayer. You open gates that you enter into and you can enter into all sorts of things. And when I say um, righteousness is the spot of the, well, um, prayer is one of the spots of the righteous. I know you have been made righteous in Christ. That's not what we're talking about here. You have been made righteous in Christ. Your place in heaven is booked. But how you fare on earth, how you fare in your day-to-day life will depend on how you play the sport of the righteous. And the sport of the righteous consists of righteous acts. If you um, go back again, in, back to Psalm 24, and you go back to verse 3, it says, Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. So I just want to encourage you in everything that goes on here. You have got to take everything seriously. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. What a blessing. And, um, you know, the Bible says that tremendous power is made available. So we can leave knowing that things were accomplished in the spirit. Amen? Amen. And we're just going to continue to build on this, right? So, praise the Lord, we'll be meeting um, next week again, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Julie, yeah, please. We were walking um, yesterday through the keys, and it was, Matt says, you know, before all of this was here, Matt and I began to speak over this area that it would be a place to reach the world. And you guys, if you could see this place when we first moved here, it was derelict. It was just dry ground. There was nothing on the keys. This place wasn't meant for anything. And, um, you know, 
we just were walking and we were taking pictures of the beautiful things that were happening. And I want to encourage you, your words are very important. You know, um, you have to speak out things over your lives, over your families, over your jobs, over your children, over your bodies. And you guys, things happen when we speak. I mean, this is a testimony. This place, like I said, you know, across from Glen House, it was a pink boarded up derelict place. Look at it now. Look at Media City. This is a place that is reaching the world. And we were part of it. And I don't say that to say we, but I'm saying that the word of God is powerful. I mean, we would sit there on the side of the sulfur keys and we would, many of you were there sitting and we would say, this place is going to be a place to reach the world from. And so our words are powerful and that's only been in the last 14, 15 years. So I want to encourage you right now is to stir your words back up. Encourage yourself with your own words. Your body's not going to be healthy just with other people speaking over it. You've got to speak that word out. You've got to speak over your body. You know, wives speak over your husbands. Husbands speak over your wives. Speak over your children. This church, we need to start speaking finances. This place is a place of blessing. It's not a place of desperation. It's not a place where we don't have enough. We haven't more than enough. And we, we can't just leave it to pastors Alan and Claire to be the ones that speak over this place. All of us are part of this house. This is our house, not just their house. You know, they're the mom and dad, but we all have a part to play. So we all need to just start speaking. And, you know, even if we have to write it down, we've got to begin speaking this. Speak, speak, speak. So I just want to encourage you. Look what, look at this place. It's an incredible place to be. And it was not there 14 years ago. And, and as I would walk through, I'd get very specific as well. I'd be like, God, you are building your infrastructure here. Roads are being built here. Um, you know, before the tram came through, the tram line is coming through here, you know, in uh, uh, communication networks and in structures, infrastructures, all those things, the buildings, the facilities, and, and just seeing people coming from all over the world here and then going from here all over the world. I mean, we can have church service on a Sunday morning and just literally over the road, there can be some of the most influential people in the world meeting and having some kind of Sunday breakfast chat show or whatever, just literally within a stone's throw. And, and so um, just finishing up what she said, even being very specific about things. And, and that was an utterance that came not because we kind of intellectually thought, but it was something that just it was the passion and the desire of God. And, and I'm, I mean, you know, the Bible says that if your words can move mountains. Well, I don't think there's too many mountains bigger than the BBC. And so, I mean, that's a pretty big mountain from from London to here. I mean, it's amazing to see a mountain move from London to Manchester and, and Salford. If it's possible to see that happen, what else is possible? And Julie, years before that, um, she would say, and when we first moved here, she liked a store in America called Walmart. And she would say all the time, she'd say, Walmart's coming to the United Kingdom. Walmart's, and one day I remember watching the television and I saw that, Walmart bought out uh, Asda or Asda, whatever it was, there's a partnership there. And I was like, Julie, oh my Lord, your faith has brought Walmart to the United Kingdom. I'm like, you need to use that faith a little bit more. <laughs> so, but it's, I believe, I, I just believe in words and the power words so much that I believe that actually she was a part of that. I believe that we can literally move mountains from nation to nation, from city to city. And it may seem like this impossible thing, but I believe it's very, very possible. 
And so whatever mountain is in your, in your household or situation or whatever thing you want to move into your situation that's not there, just begin to frame that and speak that and define, you know, with very definite requests. Amen. And, you know, um, if you're calling things that are like they are, then you're not talking faith and you're not looking at the right thing. We have to see what God sees, and that's what we declare. So anyway, praise the Lord. Love you guys. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next week, all right?